you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of this podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, and I am your girl. To book me as a speaker for your next event, go to RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. This is a really exciting time for my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, because it is my first podcast series and really the first time I've opened up my podcast to have guests on my show. I was inspired by International Women's Day and I felt like I was called to do this series from God or the universe. I just felt like he brought these amazing women into my life and gave me a platform to allow me the opportunity to share their stories with women all over the world. I'm blessed to be surrounded by these incredible women and it would be extremely selfish if I kept them and their stories all to myself. So I'm really excited to share them with you guys. They are filled with life lessons and valuable tips and advice on how to overcome the toughest challenges that life has thrown our way. You guys, like you guys though, you guys are in for a serious treat with this series. So be sure to subscribe so that you get notified when a new episode launches. And please leave me a review on my podcast to show your love and support. I would be so grateful. On this episode of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, we're going to be talking to Sarah Poirier, who is one of my really good friends and also like the best real estate agent that you could ever find in the London area. Um, She's super amazing. She's so down to earth and I've known her for like 10 years. So she's just a very genuine down to earth person. And I'm so excited to talk to her because I know that she is just filled with so much knowledge and so much really good advice to offer you guys. And so thank you, Sarah, for being on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And that is so kind of you to say. And, um, you know, if, of all the women in my life, you certainly are one that inspires me. And I love your podcast. And I love your, I, I, I've known you since before Chickbox. So I've, I've known you before you had blue hair. So like I've known you from the <laughs> beginning. So yeah. watching, you know, you in life, it just has inspired me. And I just love that we're connected as friends and as women. Oh, me too. You're so amazing. So why don't you just start off by telling uh, our listeners kind of like what you do, like how you got into real estate and stuff like that. That'd be awesome. Sure. So for 14 years, I was in social work. So I just love people and I um, love solving problems. And I've, I've been told that if you, um, if you can solve problems, then, you know, that if that's a way to make money because that's, you know, whatever solve problems you can solve is, you know, 
equal to the amount of money that you can make. And as we know, social workers, I mean, I loved what I did, but there's just, you know, there's not much, no money there, right? So um, I have goals, dreams, and aspirations, and I've always, always loved real estate. Um, I invest in real estate from a very young age, and um, yeah, it was just a natural thing for me to want to um, continue to help people. Also, I can solve problems that, like no other when it comes to, oh, you need a three bedroom or, oh, you need to like upsize, downsize. Oh, we need to like get you into a condo. I can solve those problems. So um, I love connecting with people through real estate. It's literally like a dream for me yesterday. I had such an amazing message from a, um, a buyer of mine that said, we are grateful for you. Um, thanks for everything. You're now family. And to me, like that's the highest compliment is, you know, I do treat people um, like friends and family from the echo and genuinely um, so connected to everyone that I get to work with. Yeah, that's amazing. And you actually do. It's not like, you know, because I know how you actually are. So I can definitely vouch for that. And I, you know, now that like, I just put the connection together. I think that the reason why you're such a good real estate agent is because you have your social work path. You genuinely just love and care about people. And I think that that's what really makes you stand out because obviously there's tons of real estate agents out there. Um, Like even when I have to work with like different ones because of commercial real estate instead. Um, I really notice like the differences between you and everybody else. And that's definitely what separates you is you genuinely just have the best interest of your clients always, no matter what, and no matter what that means for you. And that's honestly what separates you. That's I, I just made that. I always thought you were an amazing person. I just didn't realize oh, why yeah. like you're so, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's, I just drew that connection right now. So it's amazing. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all and, coming together. Yeah. I've been a real estate agent um, in London uh, for um, going on my 11th year. Um, so I have tons of experience. Um, you know, I certainly don't do it for any praise or award. Um, I certainly do it because I really genuinely just love the experience of helping people with, you know, making these dreams of home, home ownership or, you know, buying their dream home, um, you know, to come to pass. So it, it's awesome to be part of that excitement and that experience. Um, and then also real estate is not always happy. There's some challenges and some hardships and some, you know, hard things that people have to go through why they're selling a home. And I'm really um, connected with, with those people too, because I can be empathetic and I can you know easily put myself in their shoes and I offer, um, you know, everything that I possibly can to make transitions for their Yeah, it's so true because it is such a stressful, like uprooting time in people's lives. And so everybody's stress and anxiety is kind of heightened. And like, I think that that's also where your social work comes into play to like, (laughs) just calm everything down and like, just help people figure it out. Right. Especially in this type of market where buyers are really struggling. I am like the ultimate motivator. I like, you know, give people, you know, I'm like cheerleader. We got to keep going. So positive. Yeah. Yeah. Pop talks and it's okay. The next one will work out. I mean, I've said that like 12 times in a row, but it's okay. (laughs) I know. I I can imagine like just because you've been in the industry for so long, you've seen it it go from like a normal market to like this crazy, crazy market. And I'm sure there's different challenges that you've you've faced along the way of that too. Absolutely. (laughs) Amazing. So, okay. So we're focusing on this series about um, highlighting International Women's Day and talking to really inspirational women in our community. And we really want to highlight how women have faced challenges and what they've done to overcome them. So can you tell me about a time in your life where you have faced a significant challenge? Yeah, I'm sure I'm not like, um, like, unlike others that experienced some huge challenges in the last two years. So, um, you know, this is maybe a blessing in disguise as a, you know, positive person would say um, that we've experienced some things that have changed us and, you know, challenged us to dig deep. So, um, as you know, because we're connected in many ways, I love Award of the Year. And so in 2020, um, you know, we all were so excited to start this year. This was going to be the year of perfect vision. 2020 plan and I was so excited for the best year ever and um, just before 2020 I had a very strong intuition that my word for the year should be surrender and it affected me so much when I heard the word that I actually turned off the podcast I heard it on because I rejected the word so like much I hated the word because it sounded weak to me and I love controlling things and I'm an A-type and I just 
you know, it's just, that was not my word. And I humbled myself enough to say, you know, thank you for this word. Let me look at this word. And it became um, sort of, uh, you know, the work that I had to do. So the first couple of months in 2020, I started working on releasing control, trusting, um, you know, that the universe would have my back no matter what and kind of surrendering to all of that. And um, yeah, so shortly after that, we were all faced with this lockdown of this pandemic that occurred. And I was no longer able to sell real estate unless it was deemed essential, which most of the time real estate isn't deemed essential. So um, I literally had nothing to do but work on surrendering. So thank you for that blessing. Um, And I would have never predicted uh, by the end of 2020, by the fall, that I would have to surrender my relationship, um, an 11-year marriage that um, was also to my business partner. So um, yeah, it was the end of my life as I knew it. Literally everything changed. Um, Yeah, I had to trust in that moment that everything was happening for me, that the universe truly had my back, that the surrender gift of this word was really for me. And um, yeah, I had to face the separation and divorce process and reframe the immediate feeling that I had, which was the word failure. And I had to reframe that, that it was a completion, um, that there was a success in that relationship, um, even though it came to an end. I really felt like I mourned, I had like this process. People who have been divorced can relate to me. I'm sure it doesn't kill you, but it like almost does. Um, because you're mourning so many things. You're mourning, you know, the identity that you were, um, that you had, who you were in that relationship, that person, um, maybe some friends, some family that had, you've been connected to for a long time. Um, a really hard thing for me was my neighborhood, my home, and literally, I just had to surrender. And so navigating the feelings and emotions that came with the end of my marriage was quite difficult. I'm a three, the achiever on the Enneagram scale or um, on the Enneagram. So this was really tough for me because um, I'm very hard on myself. I like to feel successful. Um, I constantly looking to better myself, have a better version of myself. Self-development is very important to me. Constantly learning is very important to me. And yeah. I had learned during that time that um, if I didn't believe that the end of my marriage was a failure or that divorce meant that I wasn't a good person or wife or partner, then if someone judged me in that way, then it would not affect me because we cannot be judged if we don't judge ourselves. Um, So I did a lot of work around that. And, you know, I, I decided to look at valuable lessons that came from that relationship. And I think that when we no longer grow together in a relationship or we're not able to really be the best version of ourselves, then it's okay to close that chapter. And um, it seemed possible possible for me to believe that I could be an amazing, loyal, loving, kind wife and partner and also be a divorced woman. It's so cool to like hear your perspective on how your year started with the word like surrender. And like you knew that because that word made you so uncomfortable that it needed to be your word. But you didn't know what was going to come, obviously, of that. You and, and that would be so, so scary because it's such a vulnerable word. And it would be so scary just letting that lead you through that year. And then obviously going through a divorce with somebody that you were with for, I think you said 11 years and you worked with them. And that would be so hard. And I think that a lot of people can really relate to, you know, feeling stuck and, and feeling those feelings that you felt of, yeah, if I get divorced, it's going to mean I'm a failure. It's going to mean this, it's going to mean that. But like, I've watched you go through that hard time and also get out of it like stronger and better than ever before. So just seeing that whole process play out and knowing that you can go through the darkest time, like you said, it makes you feel like you're going to die. And then coming out the other end of that, can you just touch on like, what was it like, like when you were feeling like at your darkest time? Because I know a lot of women uh, have been through divorce or are, you know, thinking about it because they're not feeling fulfilled. And um, okay, before I get into this, but I just wanted to say that 
Uh, it's so true that if you are not growing together on the same page, like I think that that is a legit reason to get divorced because you obviously, as you're growing with somebody, you're, you're going through your life. Like you're not the same person you were when you married them at 20 years old or however years old. And so if you guys are not growing together and you're growing apart, then like, that's never going to work. Right. And I think that it's okay. Um, for people to consider divorce if that's what's happening and that's what they're feeling because I can't imagine staying in a relationship that is not fulfilling you and where the other person is not growing alongside you. I would never be able to be in a relationship like that either. And I think it's really important for other women to know that it's okay to close that chapter, like you said, right? And so can you take me back to how you were feeling like at the darkest times? Yeah, so there was some words exchanged from my ex um, when he told me some very harsh things that I was not deserving of. Um, and I don't think I need to get into them. It was just awful to hear. And it's things that I'll never not replay in my head. It's just what it was, right? It was the end. <laughs> um, it really felt like my entire life was falling apart. I just couldn't believe the words that were coming from him. I take my vow like super seriously. And um, those definitely were not uh, taken as seriously, in my opinion. Um, so there's a reason everything fell apart. Um, so I had two choices in that moment. I could just crumble in fear or I can return to love. And I think anything in life, you have two choices. Um, you can let something destroy you. You could be a victim. Um, I could have had a story that went on and on for years and years. I literally think that as everything was kind of falling apart, um, I realized I had to just return to who I was and what I'm made of, and that is love. And so I kindly and lovingly and peacefully as possible released him without judgment. Um, Gabby Bernstein, uh, one of my mentors, she has a book called Judgmental Detox. And I instantly went to that book. I had an audio book and I walked and I walked and I walked in nature and I listened to the book and it made me realize that um, who am I to judge what people go through or how they treat people. And all I could do is lessons from that. Right. And um, I know that relationships can teach us lessons, whether that's girlfriend relationships, family relationships, relationships, business relationships, they're all here for a reason and to teach lessons. And I also believe that um, we have full contracts, like, not to get you know, really deep and woo, but like, I believe that I chose that for myself. I do. I think that there was some sort of reason behind it. So I quickly wanted just to find out what the lessons were so that I could move on. Right. So I take my lesson, let go of the pain and to continue. Um, and change is so challenging. It's so easy to just give into fear when there's like unknown and nothing felt stable. Um, and I had to have, I had to figure out how to just transfer fear into just excitement and about possibility and trust and about more surrender. And um, Winston Churchill said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And I had to trust that what was happening around me was not the end. Um, I had to have the courage to continue. I had to um, realize that everything that was happening was actually for the highest good all in involved. And I had to um, realize there was lessons. And I learned such important lessons. I learned that I wasn't valued. Um, I learned that I deserve better. I learned that I deserve to be chosen. And I deserve the love that I give and that I'm always enough. That's so beautiful. And I think that that is such an important message for anyone listening to this because it's so easy to uh, like, we're always our worst critics and always the most hard on ourselves. And so obviously when you're with a partner who is equally as hard on you as you are yourself, you're like, Hey, I'm already like, like hard on myself. I don't need you to be, you know, adding the extra pressure on top too. And so um, I just think it's, it's such a challenging time for, for anyone to make that decision. But if you think about what are your options, like your options are either to stay where you're at and remain unhappy, or like you said, you looked at it from a, from a view of like possibilities and like, Hey, maybe my life can be even better. You know what I mean? And I think that 
that's the difference between uh, your mindset, which is like much growth and a positivity mindset and that of a victim mentality. And like you were saying, you, you you could have easily drawn out the the darkness and the the challenges, and you could have easily lived the life of you know feeling sorry for yourself for years and years and years. And and like a lot of people do that. So yeah. so what do you think separates? Like how were you able to do that? Um, and is it is it just because you've practiced that mindset for so long? Yeah, I think that like just like we all learned during during COVID times, we don't have control over things we think we have control over. Mm-hmm. And the surrender, the beauty of it is realizing to be happy, all I have to do is focus on the things that I can control. And then don't focus on the things you can't, because whether you worry about them or not, you can't change the outcome. You can't control that. So I want to work on the things that I can control, which is this and which is this and which is my like feelings and thoughts and like just what I do on a day-to-day basis. So my self-talk, my mindset, um, I am very, uh, you know, into spiritual practices. And when I say spiritual practices, it's things for me like energy work and vision board making and meditation um, spending time in nature, journaling. I made an empowering like women's empowerment playlist that literally like kicked my ass into feeling good. Like if I was not vibrating at my best, I just put that on, I dance it out. And this was like, you know, we're sober. 9 a.m. in the morning, 8 a.m. in the morning. If I was not feeling like giving it all, my all that day or like facing and tackling the things I had to do, you just like put that music on and it changes the vibration and it just made me rise up to that occasion and just be like, I am a badass woman. Let's go. Like, I was just like, I can do this. Like, no matter what I, this is going to look like, I've got it. And, um, and then, you know, I read the book Expectation Hangover by Christine Hassler. And it helped me through the process of reframing, um, a lot of different things and realizing that we are much happier if we just accept a situation for what it is and accept a person for who they are rather than what we expect the person or the situation to be. And so I realized then that I literally need to work on what I expect. And it was, you know, expect for my mother, expect for myself, all those things. And it was very helpful. It was very therapeutic. And then I reached out to the incredible women in my life that I could not have done what I had to do without. Um, I was literally showered with an an abundance of love. I am like connected to the most amazing groups of women. Um, They surrounded me with love and acts of kindness and encouragement and support and sent me motivational thoughts and flowers and you gave me a beautiful gift bag of things that still are in my home and that remind me of who I am and what life is all about. Um, and also made me laugh because some of them were witty and also hilarious. And so, um, you know, to me, it was such a testament to the strong female relationships that I have with so many women in my life. And I am so certain that I could not have moved quickly through the pain and all the changes without them. Like I had women coming to my house, picking up stuff, moving it to my new place. Like I had everyone just kind of, they were on my team. They were my, they were my people. And so I know that, um, important women relationships are and no one no one can get stuff done like women like we are multitasking we are like you know why why don't why are we not in charge of everything (laughs) we're so good (laughs) i totally agree i think we need female presidents we need female prime ministers we need female leadership going on because (laughs) i totally agree um so okay i know that you are somebody who is so well connected and you really value friendships and connections and stuff like that what kind of advice could you give to somebody who um maybe they don't feel like they have those connections or those friendships like how can people form those i didn't always have a lot of girlfriends and relationships um like i honestly kind of i mean in college my best friend I and mean, I was 18 at the time 17 and 18 and my best friend was in her 40s like I didn't have like any like connections like that and it took me into being an adult to actually I think we know who I am and what kind of energy I want to be around and what are my deal breakers and you know what kind of a person I am what I bring to the table um, and then I know if I exist and I want that then there's other women that exist and want that too and really through um, 
I think developing in myself and being a true friend to others, I, I attracted real true friends to myself. Yeah, that makes so much sense. That's such good advice for sure. That's amazing. So now I want to kind of ask, so you went through that really dark time and I know um, obviously it didn't, it it, it did last uh, like a, a while. You, you were not, you had to work through a lot of things. Obviously divorce is not easy. There's so many like legal <laughs> things to have to do, like yeah. things to think about. You never imagined you'd have to. So how did you come out the other side? Like today, for example, like, you know, how did you make it through and how are you feeling? How do you feel differently today? Yeah. So like one of the things I did, it was like a pivotal moment where I just thought, okay, I'm going to write down, I'm going to write a thank you note to my ex. I'm going to thank him for lessons and I'm going to bury it. And so I wrote the, the note and I just, wrote it like he was going to read it and thanking him for the good that I took in terms of the lessons and what, you know, that I am a stronger person now. And it made me realize more what I should have in a person, what I give and what I get should be more aligned. And um, I buried that note in the front yard. Um, and I literally just said to the universe, show me what you got. Like I surrender and then, you know, that was the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, um, my word was, um, <laughs> I was free to be me. I was free to be anything I wanted to be. I was free to see what else was available for me. I was free to be successful in my, my business for myself. I was free to do anything. It was just that whole freedom um, of of life. Uh, and it was exciting and scary. Right. And so it's equal parts. Like I'm scared and I'm excited. And so, you know, you're in the right path. I think if you feel both those things, because you're not too comfortable and the universe rewarded me with a beautiful surprise and it was, um, a new relationship. And I can't even say that I would have ever predicted that. So we don't know what the future holds and I have never been so appreciated and loved in my life. And it's beautiful. And I don't think I would have been so, so grateful if I had not been through what I've been through. Yeah, that's such a good point too. Like, uh, I just, I get goosebumps when I hear you tell your story because it's so powerful. And just because I know how you are as a person, I just love that you have, you know, come through such a shitty time to like... (laughs) be appreciated and like the fact that your word was surrender and now it's it was freedom and like that's just so powerful and it offers hope to so many other women who are maybe they they feel stuck and they don't have the support or they you know a lot of people justify things like oh I've been with that person for like 10 years so like I don't want to quit now and you know they they have all these justifications and stuff or they have kids or whatever and so I think hearing a story like yours, where you not only had this marriage, but you you had a business together and you were able to get through it and end up better and stronger and more successful than you even were before. And that's the kind of story that is like the most powerful for other people to hear and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, right? There totally is. You just have no idea. And sometimes when you're going through the storm, like you just become part of the storm, right? Like that's how I felt. Just surrender to it. Like don't fight it. Like just give into what's happening around you. And, you know, in the rainiest days or the stormiest days, you don't know that the sun's right behind the cloud. Yeah. And then also too, being on the other side of it, like where you're at right now, even if you reflect and think what, like, if you didn't take that step of ending that relationship, you would still be there. And like how much more dull your life would be uh, compared to what it is now. Like, I just think that it's so cool to think back on that and be like, if I didn't actually do this, I wouldn't know that my life could be so much better. I always say this and I've said it for years, like we live forward, but we understand backwards. Like we just have to be brave to take the next steps. Right. And then we look back and go, ah, everything was happening. Like this is crazy. Right. Like it's just so cool to like, even the bravest or the scariest things that we have to do, we have to do them. 
Yeah, it's so true. That's that's such a good way of looking at it. I love that so much. So what does International Women's Day mean to you? Well, as women, I think that we rise by lifting others. And I think we need to support one another. And I think we need to celebrate one another, acknowledging one another. And when we see something that we love in another person that perhaps we don't have, it's like an indication that we can have that too. And so we should love that for that person because we can have what that person has. We should never come from jealousy or any of those things. And it's so easy the way that the world is for us to be put against each other. And I think that we exist together for a reason and women can bond like no other, I think. Um, And I read this book by um, Rebecca Campbell and um, she, her book's called Rise, Sister Rise. And she has a beautiful poem. Like if I read it, I'd probably cry, which I can if you'd like me to cry. But it's such a beautiful poem. But like when life just like throws you down and like breaks your heart and you try to get back up, like rise, sister, rise. And the, the last phrase of the poem um, that's at the beginning of the book says, um, rise, sister, rise, rise for you. Rise for me, for when you rise first, you make the path brighter for she. So when we break through walls or when we do things that are amazing in the world, we make it so that someone else sees that and can go, I can do that too. Or I can, like that inspired me. How can I inspire others? And coming from that point of view that like, no matter what happens, like rise up and rise for others and help others rise. And I think that's just an amazing poem that, um, I've, I've written in my journal and have it on my phone as like a screenshot because it's such a great reminder of, you know, what we can do together. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I haven't heard that. I'll have to check out that book. That sounds amazing. And like, it's so true when you think of it like that. It's like you mm-hmm. are setting an example for more people than just yourself. Like by all means, do it yeah. for yourself, but also look around and look at the other people that are inspired by you doing that hard thing and showing that it can be done and showing that not only that, but like that on the other side of that hard thing is the most beautiful life you've ever seen. Right. So cool. I love that. That's so beautiful. Um, And so what, what would you say is a common misconception that you've had of other women? I love this. I love this question because everybody that I've talked to so far has very similar misconceptions. And I just think like, it's crazy to think like that we all have these conceptions, but like, what are yours? Well, you know, it's funny because like what's happening in the world around us with the division and this like them and us thing. And I feel like that's how we as women are supposed to like, we were almost raised to feel like, oh, we can't collaborate with a woman in our field. We can't share our secret with them. And like, we try to like, oh no, like that's a threat to us. Um, But I, I think like common conceptions are like women are just gossipy or they love drama. Like look at the TV shows that we have in the media like oh my goodness all the housewife shows and like cattiness and all this stuff is just in, in like whatever I have I mean, honestly I love The Bachelor like love it love it but I could not even watch this, this season because within like one episode I'm like okay I might have evolved as a woman because I can't stay on the show <laughs> um, but yeah we, we uh, you know we have misconceptions that women will treat us unkindly, that they'll talk behind our back, that, you know, they'll, like, I have actually, as, like, a woman, and I am, like, a Caucasian, blonde woman, have been bullied, and I've been mistreated, and I've been talked about by other women, like, I cannot, like, I can't say, like, that I have not had that happen. It doesn't mean all women can be painted with that same brush, right? It doesn't mean that all women are catty or jealous or mean or rude or whatever. So there is, you know, certain people that act a certain way, but it doesn't make all women that way. Yeah, that's such a good point. And it's so true, like to to say, you know, it even the most beautiful, kindest people that we know in our lives, like they still get bullied. They still get talked about. They still get hate. Like it's when, so when you think about that, it's so neutralizing and it just like makes everybody feel a little bit more human to know that there's nobody on the planet 
that, you know, doesn't get hate or doesn't get talked about or, or whatever. And it, it is really sad, but at the same time, it also makes us feel more like connected when you actually realize that that happens. Um, I know for me, like I always think with you, for example, like you're obviously beautiful, you're smart and, and, you know, you're, I know that you're so kind. And then, so whenever, you know, if I ever hear like you, you saying something like, you know, like this, this person was like mean to me, I'm like, how the fuck can anyone be mean to Sarah? Like, is that like, is that actually like happening? It's like, it literally blows my mind. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful to be surrounded by so many beautiful women. And like when, when somebody else hurts them, I'm like, how the hell can they hurt that person? Like, they're so nice and kind. And, you know, it's, it's crazy, but you're right. Like it doesn't, there's no type of person that avoids that stuff, right? Everybody feels it. So if everybody feels it, then why are we so divided about it? It's crazy to think, right? And all those misconceptions are very similar to ones that other people have shared and stuff. And and it's it's crazy. And and to your point about watching like those shows and stuff, I always think when I watch them, like if I watch The Bachelor or like Selling Sunset, for example, I watch them and I'm like, do these people actually act like that? Like it literally blows my mind that people yeah. in the world are like that. So I think that that's what really intrigues me too. Cause I'm like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, is this like real? Like, I know it's like dramatized for TV, but like, no, I think people, some people are actually like that. And it's crazy. <laughs> but the more like authentic that we can be um, as humans ourselves, then the more we're able to attract more like-minded people who do share similar values. And you won't even attract those kinds of people, right? Like typically, yeah, exactly. that's like so, so powerful. And so how did you, how were you able to get past those misconceptions? Because now I know that you're surrounded by so many women. You're like the biggest cheerleader of women in the community and stuff like that. So how did you go from feeling those things to uh, being surrounded by the most amazing women? Yeah, I, I think like over the years, I have chosen who I fit at table with like the mean girls things like you can't sit with us well like I won't sit with you then like (laughs) I will choose who I sit with and I will choose who I invite and I'm the type of person that if I enter a room I would like to leave it better than I found in terms of energy or you know I laugh I'm loud I'm I you know I'm a lot (laughs) sometimes But I, if there's someone who's not talking to somebody, I'm going to go talk to that person. I'm going to reach out, right? I'm going to connect with that person because, you know, I'd rather make a new friend or, you know, have a connection with somebody that day than, you know, just go with the flow. Um, and I choose who I align myself with. I spend time with like-minded people. I believe in collaboration like yourself over competition. Um, I, you know, literally would tell anybody. I have several female, newer female realtors that reach out to me and I have no secrets. Why would I not want to be the best roller they could be so that we could work together in this field and be good together, right? Like, why can we not just share what we have and come from that kind of mindset? And, um, you know, over in, in 2019, I decided, you know, I don't like the networking groups. I'm not going to name names. I just don't like what was available to me. And I thought, I'm just going to make my own. And I... It was like a brave choice because I could have got rejected. I could have had women like think, well, what does she think she has the right to do this or whatever. But I text messaged a few women in my life that I thought were incredible business owners that had something to bring to the table in terms of like-mindedness and in terms of, you know, having the right mindset to have a collaboration with. And I invited these business women or the business women into a networking group. Um, and I thought, well, there's the solution. And then I, um, Recently, even though, I mean, this is the most, like you said earlier in this podcast, that the real estate industry is like the most competitive industry. There's so many realtors. I recently was invited into a group of like a mastermind group for female realtors. And we meet regularly over Zoom and we share tips and tricks and what we're doing and what's the best app and what's the best software and what are we doing for this taxing thing and like just sharing with each other. And it's not competitive. It's collaborative. And I love it. And I love that I was thought of for that as well and that I was brought into that circle. So it's that, you know, you put that vibration out there, you're going to get people who are attracting that back to, you know, attracted to you as you are attracted to them. Um, and then I, I'm, I'm part of a book club that's like a 
group help, not self-help group club. Like it's a book club, but we're going to gossip about, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey. We read uh, like, you know, self-development type books. We dive deep into stuff. We look at, you know, past traumas. We look at, you know, all the, the ways that, you know, we can be better as humans. And a lot of women get together and gossip about other women or, you know, talk about this and that. And literally my favorite conversations are talking about ourselves and one another and what we're working on, how can we do better, like just problem solving together and being honest and authentic. And um, those are thoughts where I thrive. And so with this pandemic, I've also uh, been included in a podcast group. It's like a pod squad where we listen to um, a self-development or like um, like a self-help type podcast. And then as a group of women, we discuss it. And um been awesome just to have all these like sort of virtual outlets even to be able to um, keep working on the good stuff with other women. Yeah, that is so cool. I love that you have all of those different groups that like serve different purposes and are for like a different interest, but like they're all your interests. You're yeah. you're like connected through all these different things that you're interested in with like different groups of women. Like that is so cool. And to think like you were saying you weren't a fan of like the the networking groups you were a part of in the past, so you're like I'm just going to create my own then, which is amazing. <laughs> and like people more people should take the initiative to do that. And I know that it's it's scary and like you said you put yourself out there to get rejected, but I remember one of the first things you said when you were putting the group together, um you're like, you know, the right people will accept the invitation. And if they don't, then they're not meant to be in the group. And I just think that that is such a powerful statement. It really summarizes how you are as a person, that you have that mentality and you also like go for it. And I think that that mentality actually helps you to go for it. Well, we have to ask ourselves, like, what's the worst that can happen? And if you can handle that, then what's what's the point of not doing or not trying to do something, right? Yeah, no, that's And honestly, like, in hindsight, Rebecca, like, you guys, like, were my rock. Like, you were my freaking rock through that stuff I had to go through. Like, I I was so used to asking questions to my ex, my business partner. And I was like, I was sending you my new logo design or my business card and be like, Creative Rebecca, is this okay? Like, is this good? <laughs> yeah. Literally, you, know, like, you don't even realize how much you need that love and support until you actually need that love and support, right? It's like, it's, it's, it's so cool that you built that group and you, you know, we developed these connections and relationships and stuff. And obviously we've all gone through different things in our lives and stuff, but like, you don't realize you need it until you need it. And it's there, you know what I mean? And it's just so beautiful to be able to be a part of that. And I feel like as human beings, like fundamentally, we, we all want to just help people. Like I think people in general just love helping people and in any way possible. And so it, it never feels like work, even though it's sometimes hard for us to like ask for the help. The other person it always is eager to help. Like it's just a fact if you're around the right people. Right. Yeah. And I think that it's just so beautiful that you formed this group that you didn't really know that you needed. And like, I'm sure even in your book group and your podcast group, it's like you form these groups. You don't even know you need them until you need them. It's so cool. Like, I, I, I'm like, Lord, honestly, this is my confession. Like you sent me a message one day and like, it was exactly what I needed to hear. Like, as, as like, I mean, I think I have fairly good self-talk, but like, Sometimes it's just a hard day, right? Life's hard. Business is hard. Like, whatever. We can do hard things. <laughs> but when we feel like we can't, I got a message from you. And I was like, you're so freaking awesome. You might have you might have actually said something else. I said you're um, so fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. And you were like this and that. And I screenshot that. And it's still on my phone as a screenshot. Because it was something like that was so authentic and new and motivating. And I needed like, I needed to be like brought back to that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I can do this. I am good. I'm good enough. <laughs> I can do it. So you know? oh, don't have that. that kind of feedback from like another woman in your life who sees you. Like you women are mirrors to each other. Like if we don't see how beautiful and smart and talented and you know kind and all the things that we are, we need someone to reflect that back to us. And so if we can be mirrors for each other and like, you know, how nice would it be like the week of International Women's Day if we like spent time every day like 
messaging five women from our lives and giving them a sincere compliment. Like we need those things. It's hard being a woman. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I mean, I'm still like, Oh, you know, five pounds of this. And Oh, like this wrinkle. And we pick on ourselves. Like I'll get to my advice in a minute, but we do, we pick so much on ourselves. I know. No, it's so true. And like you said, like, I know, like anytime that I get any kind of like nice message, it could be like the simplest message, like, oh, like I read your book, it really inspired me, like, thank you or whatever. I'm like, floored by those messages. Like it really does impact and like make me feel because we don't feel like that on our own. Like we just don't, especially when, you know, just down to earth people and we just, we don't think of ourselves in that way. So like you said, when you get a message like that from somebody, especially, especially somebody that you care about and that actually knows you is like so much more powerful than I think we actually realize. And more people need to do that. Like, just like you said, take some time out of their day and be like, you are fucking awesome. And this is why. And it's it, it really it has so much more of an impact than we even realize. Right. Because like when I sent you that text, like, that's just how I feel about you. So I didn't really think anything of it. Right. But it's so meaningful when you just you get that at the time that you need to hear it. And it's it's so, so beautiful. And I think the world needs more of that. They need more women to you know, vocally share that and be more open and supportive about it. Right. Absolutely. So, cool. so beautiful. So let's talk about what is your best piece of advice that you can offer other women? We need to find our people. So if there are women out there that feel alone or lonely or not understood, then keep working at it to find your people. Keep working on yourself of what is like, you know, what your um, you know, deal breakers are for relationships and what you want out of a friend group. And, you know, I think find your people because there are people that are looking for that, that same thing, right? So finding your people, I think um, starting each day with gratitude, that's a practice that I'm into. Um, even if my day is not going very well, I'll just stop like, and go, girl, you don't have time for this. And I go right back to gratitude and I'll name five things that I'm grateful for. And it changes everything for me. Um, and I think speak to yourself as if, you know, you're speaking to somebody, somebody that you love. <laughs> like the stuff that we say to ourselves, we would never say to someone else. And so, you know, true. whether that be like, honestly, like, no one's looking for how you like. Who cares? Like, no one cares about that. It's not even important. It's like the skin suit stuff. We don't care about that. Quit looking at it. Quit, quit wishing it away. Quit looking in the mirror and not seeing the good stuff, just looking for that or whatever, right? Like, we are so, so picky about the silliest things. And I think just loving ourselves first, filling your cup, do the things like, you know, it's funny because this self care thing, like, for the longest time, self care is like, okay, I'm going to massage. But like, self care is so much more than that. And like, what lights you up? What makes you you? Like, what is it that is like every day that you should do? Like, we shouldn't reserve self care for some day, you know, on next month on Thursday. Like, self care shouldn't be part of our life. Like, we only are as good as what we, you know, what we do for ourselves. How can we care for our businesses, families, like our relationships, our friendships, anything else if we're not really caring about ourselves? And, um, there's a quote, and I don't even know who said it, but it said, strong women aren't simply born. We're forged through challenges of life. With each challenge, we, we grow mentally and emotionally. We move forward with our, our head held high and a strength that cannot be denied. A woman who has been through the storm and survived is a warrior. And I, I know so many warriors and I love them all so much. I'm like so truly blessed with the relationships that I have and that I've nurtured with the women in my life. And so many of these women, like if I have any like advice for other women is just like find your people because when life gives you lemons, <laughs> you know, your girls will just like pour some tequila and we're good. Like you've got, if you've got girls on your team, who rules, runs the world? Girls. Like we, yeah. we have to just know that like, no matter what life throws at you, if you have your people, they're going to be okay and probably better than okay. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And that is like such good advice. And one thing when I've been uh, talking to all of the women that are in our networking group, one of the main things that they've been saying is that um, they didn't realize, and myself included, like we didn't realize how much like we needed that 
friend group. You know what I mean? Because a lot of us had these misconceptions of what women were like or like that, you know, they were better than us or prettier or whatever. And so we just avoided it. And we just thought like, well, I'm actually better off on my own because I don't want to deal with the gossip. I don't want to deal with that. And it's crazy that we all felt that way collectively. And then also, but we're on the other side of that now where we have cultivated those friendships. And now we do realize that it's way, way better on this side than it was over there. And like you said, you don't, you don't even realize the impact of them until they're making tequila out of lemons. I think that that's (laughs) so good. I love it. I've loved talking to you on this podcast. And I know that a lot of women listening are going to love your story and find it so inspiring. Um, So where can people find and connect with you? Yes. So um, the place I like to hang out the most is Instagram. And um, so I am on Instagram at, what am I? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm a territory realtor. Is that me? (laughs) Either way, Uh, I'm going to link everything. You're going to link me up. I'm like, what am I? Yeah, I'm territory underscore realtor. Um, And it's Sarah with an eight. And Poirier, P-O-I-R-I-E-R underscore Realtor. And um, yeah, I'm also on Facebook and Sarah Poirier. And those are the best places to, to find me. And honestly, I'm being completely sincere. If any of the listeners of your podcast today have, you know, have like listened to me talk and go, okay, maybe she can help me. I'm here. Like I understand what it feels like. And I think sometimes, you know, although we can be empathetic to what other people are going through, it's really hard to really truly understand. Um, And when I meet someone who's been divorced, I'm like, we're in a club, like I get you. Like it's like instant, like, oh gosh, like we survived something, right? So if anybody wants to reach out, I'm here and happy to help. I'm happy to provide resources or anything. And I've done lots of reading and lots of, I have lots of tools in my toolkit. So if anybody's looking for anything, I'm happy to share and help in, in any way I can. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that. And I know that you're so authentic and genuine and anybody would be so lucky to connect with you. And I know that you are just one of the most beautiful people that I've ever gotten the opportunity to meet. And I'm just so grateful to have you in my life. Honestly, you're just, I I can't say enough good things about you. I feel the same thing. I love thank you, girl. <laughs> so thank you so much, Sarah, for being part of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast and opening up and sharing your vulnerable story. Um, and I know our listeners are really going to love it. And I've loved talking to you today. So thank you so, so much, Sarah. Thank you for the opportunity. Happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.